Hello, everybody. It's Christian with Onyx. I just want to welcome everybody back. This is the first episode of Season 2 of Onyx Test Bench. We're all very excited. I am joined, as always, by Jennifer Upton. Jen, how are you doing? I'm doing so good. I'm really happy that we're back. Yeah, so fun. And this time, we are also joined by J.D. Upton. Hello, and welcome. (laughs) How are you today? I'm good. It feels good to be here. Awesome. Um, So I thought that we could just jump right in um, and talk about, you know, since it's been been a solid couple of years since we put out an episode, um, what... Are we the most excited about now in just kind of what we do, just kind of the the realm of mm. technology and all the advancements that have happened and uh, smart home stuff or just kind of in general? Like what oh, what do we feel like is, is like the most exciting thing happening right now? There's so much. There's there so much is to a lot. On. Yeah. And th- go ahead. I think that, um, you know, one thing that comes to mind on the user side is everything is steering towards the voice control and I think that's a huge topic of conversation right now. And mm-hmm. I know at um, our Consumer Electronics Show in January, it just seemed bigger and better than ever. And I think that's going to be a really big deal this year. Yeah. Um, it was interesting at the Consumer Electronics Show, Apple wasn't there. You know, they don't have a booth mm-hmm. there or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like everything that you heard was, oh, and we work with Siri. Yes. We work with HomeKit. Whatever. Every time we go to our big trade show, which is Cedia, mm-hmm. every booth you go to, it's either, oh, and we work with HomeKit mm-hmm. or we work with Alexa. We work with the Google Home. We work with whatever. And it's everybody, like there are companies who do smart home stuff that that is that is all they do mm-hmm. is voice. And how are you going to get voice and just make it? Because everybody pretty much agrees that the most natural way to interact with any piece of technology, any system is just to speak to it. Yes. yes. Like every, everybody, like nobody wants to dig through menus. Nobody wants to have to know how, what, which button to push yeah. or anything. But if I can say, uh, you know, hey, turn on some music mm-hmm. in this place or turn on a specific kind of music, um, even like you only have to know what your playlist is called. Just be mm-hmm. like, I feel like listening to some blues. Or, you know, whatever, like they're getting really good at that kind of a thing. Yeah, I feel like that's really going to change the game for automation because, you know, it it gets away from the five button press and being Mm -hmm. able to say whatever you're wanting to do. And I feel like that that type of communication has really improved. Mm -hmm. And we talked about Siri. She she first kind of started as a standalone app Mm -hmm. and. I believe Apple acquired her in 2010 and didn't release her in the iOS update until 2011. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's been quite a few years that Siri's been out. And I think she's really improved on her communication skills. She's moving up in the world. Mm-hmm. And I think she is just now getting to the point where you can use her in automation systems that really benefits homes where, you know, maybe the the sophistication of tech is really difficult mm-hmm. and people find that hard to use. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so now you're seeing voice control come into play that's going to make automation so much easier right. for so many more people. It's funny how often people will come to us and say, I just want a simple system. Mm-hmm. And yes. they think that means not complex. Yeah. But behind the scenes, if you want things to be really easy to use and very simple and straightforward, behind the scenes is super complex, yeah. typically. Yeah. It's like the cruise control in your car. It needs to be... There's so much happening mm-hmm. for that to happen and these smart cruise mm-hmm. control for sure. And, and bringing that idea of voice control to just say, hey, Siri, play Ray Charles. And you don't have to go, you don't even have to know where she's playing it from. It's mm-hmm. just Ray Charles starts to play. Uh, 
I, I think it's going to expand people's systems and give them a lot more functionality and use out of something that it may have already been able to do, but they would not have thought to try to do it because mm-hmm. of not knowing where to go. And now you're truly asking someone to do it for you, and Siri does that side. Yeah. Sure. So I thought it would be fun to kind of go through maybe a little bit of our history with voice yeah, and, uh, history. and some of the systems that we've tried. Because we've tried, we've tried a few things. Yeah. A wide range for sure. So there was a product, um, and I would say this is probably the first one. And the demo that I went to for this product was so great. Like they had it set up to where it really seemed like, oh, this is the future. The future's arrived. Mm-hmm. We can control everything you want with voice. It had all the features that you would ever want, whatever. And I'll go ahead and drop its name. It was called the Voice Pod. <laughs> and, um, oh, the Voice Pod. It became the plague of my household <laughs> because not only would it never do what I wanted it to do, it was great at just picking up random words off the TV mm-hmm. and then like turning things on and off or changing the thermostat. Like, okay. Like it was, it was, it was pandemonium. Oh, my. Goodness. With our automation system, so uh, eventually, yeah, it just got unplugged and, and set on a shelf, and um, it didn't end up in the pool. It did not end up in the pool. <laughs> um, but, like I definitely thought about just chunking it out in the yard because it yeah. was it was super super frustrating, uh-huh. and that's uh, just kind of the thing with all of this. You get you get so attached to your electronics, mm-hmm. you know, and your phone and your and your in your different things in your life, and it just elicits like this crazy emotional response yeah. from you that if you were to take a step back. And be like, oh, I'm throwing a tantrum mm-hmm. because a computer program didn't do the thing I thought it was going to do. <laughs> yeah. Why am I letting it ruin my day? Mm. Like, so it's, it's illogical. It doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. But, of course, it did. Um, and then, really, the next step that came along was a, a pretty solid Alexa integration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with Control 4. Like, it's pretty good. Uh, and if you're into Alexa... And Amazon and kind of the way that they do things, um, it's a, it's a good solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they do it does a good job. Mm-hmm. And then now with uh, HomeKit, really kind of turning a corner mm-hmm. and getting to where like it was a really great idea mm-hmm. for a long time, but now like in a practical sense, like it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like anything with Apple. It seems like they're kind of last to the table, but when they finally do get there, it's a great version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that what something that you pointed out here that makes Onyx really unique is, you know, we you just have so many things that come through that are fad or trendy or, you know, kind of the new popular thing. And we pay really special attention to testing it first here in our lab, mm-hmm. making sure it's ready to go before we ever put it into a client's home. Because I think that's really critical that that you're testing it through and through to make sure that this is ready to go for the user because the last thing we want is to install something that does elicit that emotional response Mm -hmm. of frustration. And yes, tech is never going to be perfect, but I think it really requires that that overview and fine-tuned understanding to make sure it's ready before we ever install it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So we've mentioned a few of them so far. Um, So like right now in voice, who would you say are like the big players? Mm. Well, I use Siri pretty often. Um, And JD, you can speak to this. We, we, talk a lot at Onyx about um, Siri and privacy control. And I think that's a really important piece when it comes to voice control to talk about. Can you kind of expound on that? Yeah, I feel like all of them, the the three big players are Google, Amazon, and Apple. And then it's from there, they're all in a way recording in the background because they are picking up your audio. They are finding ways to trigger lights or your thermostat Mm -hmm. or your thunder schedule, whatever the case may be. And 
what they do with that information we find to be important here. Um, and so that's that's one of the things we've always liked about Apple. Apple has really set a precedent and has made it an objective to always keep your information private. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start reading the news, you hear all these crazy scenarios, and it does happen. And so finding out who is protecting your data is an important piece. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, we all know that the stories about, I mentioned something to Alexa, mm-hmm. or I was in the room with my my Echo mm-hmm. or whatever, and all of a sudden, all of my Facebook ads yes. are for that thing. Um, uh, so creepy. It just seems a little too much like they're listening right. and trying to leverage it. And then sometimes they're trying to improve your user experience, you know? Absolutely. And I'm all for that. And and I understand that it has to listen. But at the end of the day, I want to know what are they doing with the information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where it becomes really critical because anymore, no matter where you are or what you're doing, you know, it's either a camera or something listening to you or watching you. And I think that, you know, go one step deeper and what is it doing? What are they doing with the information? Mm-hmm. Right. I 100% agree with that. And that's why we are all super on board with Apple. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's going to be listening, Apple, like, if they're using it, they're using it internally. They're not using it to tell, like, to suggest that I buy some toilet paper, you know, or something like that. They're, so yeah, they're, 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 Apple, even when you have your own password, Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be hard to even get into your own stuff because they Mm -hmm. take security very, very seriously. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So 100% on board with that. And I think we'll see that becoming a more important issue as this technology continues to be in our our car. It mm-hmm. becomes in our phone, our watches, every device around us. Um, it'll become more important to us, okay, well, what is happening with that data? And are they leveraging that for me or against me? Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really, like you said, I don't want my phone suggesting when I need toilet paper. I can I can account for that myself. <laughs> and I like that idea of knowing that a company has not only publicly proclaimed it, but has proven that they will keep that data local and uh, protected. So our office is pretty much decked out with HomeKit. Um, I would argue that maybe the most. <laughs> I think so, too. It's so nice. Most likely. And when you say HomeKit, that's, that is series backbone to what she communicates with. So when you're wanting to set up scenes and activate with Siri, your home automation, your equipment that you're interacting with, Apple is calling that home kit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good explanation. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I could see some people have gotten lost there Yeah, for sure. So uh, I'm just going to ask her real quick to turn off some lights and then start some music and some stuff just so everybody can kind of see uh, just kind of how natural it is. Mm-hmm. Hey, Siri, turn off the manufacturing lights. Okay, the lights are off. There we go. Hey, Siri, play Coldplay in the living room. Now playing Coldplay in the living room. So from that, what's, I find a couple things is you've now interacted with her. I can tell your comfort level to the point where you're using the correct language back and forth with her because Siri still requires somewhat of a learning curve, how to talk and interact with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it once you get it, it starts to become really natural. But in the beginning, it's so interesting because you can almost overthink it it is funny you when you first start inter- interacting with her. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you push the button, or as soon as you say "Hey Siri" or whatever, there's almost like this little anxiety yes. that pops up because you're like, 
oh, what if yeah. I say the wrong thing? Well, but then, what and then you get halfway through your sentence and you realize, oh, <laughs> I've already started wrong. Oh, can I correct it now? And then basically, and then she's like, hmm, mm. I don't know what you mean by any of that. <laughs> That's right. So, but yeah, learning how to talk to Siri mm. or really any of them. Mm. Uh, the Google Home, which we haven't talked much about, it does a great job mm. of understanding what you're saying. Mm. Um, it doesn't work with as much stuff. And then it's, it's Google. So, I mean, everybody has their opinion on that. Um, Alexa, she does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siri does a good job. Mm-hmm. But really, all of them, you have to know how do they want to be spoken to. Mm-hmm. There are certain triggers that they're going to get. Like when you're talking about music, you don't say start, you say play. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about lights, you need to say, you need to start off with turn on such and such thing. Turn off such and such thing. Um, you know, if he's like, Hey, you know, the lights over here in this place, can you switch those off for me? You know, she's not going to catch that. Yeah. Yeah. It still has to be, a, there's still some specificity that has to happen. And the structure is really important. The structure of the, of the sentence is really important, which isn't impossible. You just need to learn kind of the rules that she plays by and then, and then she works great. Sure. So, uh, I thought a fun thing that we could do on each episode was to give out a little privacy tip uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to your data because that's, that's just become – it's such a big deal now. Yeah. And, and, and identity theft and all that kind of stuff, it is all just so pervasive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, the first one I want to throw out is mobile phone passcodes. So, so important. Yeah. So how typically most folks these days, you're unlocking your phone with your thumbprint mm-hmm. or and you're locking it with your face. Um, if you can't do that for some reason, you have the option to open it with a passcode. So um, if your passcode is 1234 or if it's all zeros mm-hmm. or all nines <laughs> or something like that, um, it doesn't matter how secure that thumbprint is. Yeah. If somebody can defeat it with four zeros mm-hmm. or six zeros or however many... Um, you've just you've just lost all that security. And if you think about how many things are in your phone that you wouldn't want to just be public knowledge, absolutely, like so much of it. Yeah. So really, um, if if you if your passcode is four zeros, I'm talking directly to you. Yeah. Um, Please change it tonight. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> change it. Anything is better than that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, be creative, but make sure it's something you're going to remember. Yeah. Right. I try to think about it as you know it. It is a little frustrating to have to do it, but think about it as if you were to lose your phone or if your phone was stolen, it really feels like you've left all the windows and doors open to your house and you've left the house. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is a true invitation for somebody to look through anything and everything because today we have everything on our phone. And I just think it's it's such an easy way to prevent that that possible issue. No, you're absolutely right. It's that gut-wrenching feeling when you step outside and you realize your garage door has been open all night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, which we program to not happen that is on right. the Onyx system. That is correct. <laughs> so um, another thing I thought we could do is just kind of throw out a, a, a gadget or product or something of the week, okay. something yes. that we could kind of, uh, you know, tie into what, to what we're talking about a little bit. And this week I thought that the most appropriate one is going to be Homebridge. Homebridge. Mm, home yeah, I bet not. I, I would assume not very many people know what that is. No. Yeah. And this is definitely kind of getting into the nerdier side mm-hmm. of all of this stuff. My favorite. But really what <laughs> what Homebridge does, it's this little piece of software that you can run on a computer or, you know, whatever, something in your house. And it will connect things that don't normally talk to HomeKit mm-hmm. to your HomeKit. So, like, we may have uh, a bunch of lights or, uh, you know, things 
on our system here at the office that normally wouldn't talk to HomeKit. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because we know what HomeBridge is, we know how to leverage it um, to all of a sudden make your, your HomeKit and you're and your using Siri for your home automation. It just makes that experience just so much bigger mm-hmm. because so many more things can get tied in. So um, a lot of our systems, when we're using HomeKit, uh, we have this tool mm-hmm. called HomeBridge that we can use to just tie it all together and, uh, and just make everything work that much better. Yeah, it's appropriately named. I mean, truly is a bridge between our control system and between Apple and Apple becoming so widely used. It makes it so much easier these days being able to communicate with all the different devices. And with your home, essentially anything that you've already had. So whether you have Lutron lighting or whatever kind of control system or what you're using at your house uh, can be bridged to this newer system so that Siri now you can put that umbrella on top and update your system without having to necessarily replace everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes retro installations really nice. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've talked a lot about Siri this week, mm-hmm. and I did want to mention that we have got a handful of videos mm-hmm. having to do with Siri and kind of all of this working with your home um, on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And we will post some links to that on our different social media yeah. places. Um, and so, yeah, check that out. Anytime that we come up with a new video on, uh, you know, how to troubleshoot things in your home mm-hmm. or how to use, you know, just different, uh, you know, smart home products, um, we'll make a video on it, put it on our YouTube channel. So if you go there and subscribe um, to our that, anytime we put a new one out, you'll be notified um, and you can just use it to troubleshoot and, and figure things out and, and work your system better. Yeah, I like that. We'll post all of our social media for those links. Also, if you have questions about Siri, we would really love to hear from our community and be able to answer questions on how we can better connect and um, let us know what you think about any kind of voice control. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I do want to thank uh, JD and Jen for being here, uh, participating <laughs> in this. Um, so much fun. I really enjoy it. I hope that everybody out there enjoys it too. I uh, hope everybody has a great week. Bye-bye. I want to say before we leave, thank you both. Uh, I really enjoyed season one, so really appreciate you inviting me to season two, and I'm excited to see where we go and what we do. We're thrilled you're here. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Bye. To stay connected with Onyx Test Bench, please follow us on Facebook at Onyx Theaters.